0: Microphone check. One, two. What is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business? I am your host, Rohan Patra. The rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of Get stuck. Get stuck. Get stuck. Get stuck. The rap music plug podcast, presented by QLC TV, is the remedy to the "I don't have anything good to listen to" problem. What you'll be listening to today is an installment of the Conversation Pieces series. What I'll be doing in this series is shining a light on some inspired gems of creativity and hip hop that I've encountered, providing expanded thoughts on fly things I've taken from the art, focusing on the how and the why I believe an artist ended up accomplishing something with a more nerdy intention that gives my completely subjective and biased take on what gives the special somethings in rap their magic. Relatability in art is often erroneously mistaken for this idea of ex-artist explicitly talking about things that are directly relevant to my life, talking about things I dealt with personally. And obviously this is a form of relatability, but I'd argue that relatability is a concept much more broad and less rigid than that. Relatability, to me, is simply the idea of identifying with what an artist stands for. With that in mind, I can apply this concept to many artists and show how their relatability was initially developed and how it may have diminished over time. If I look at an artist I have 100% related to over the years in Kanye, although I certainly lived a different life to Ye on paper, and even acknowledging some of the similarities we had in our lives like both of us losing our mothers the real reason i related to kanye was his burning desire for validation to prove to everyone he was the guy with the special ideas within a field of tough guys this dude had the childlike creativity and wore his emotions on his sleeve like he did and he won he led with his passion first and foremost and i love that But once this desire started to go into other fields like fashion, an area of life I care less about, that relatability diminished, but it wasn't completely gone. It wasn't until this desire to seek validation, to prove the haters wrong, drifted into the world of politics, and then all that Hitler stuff, and Trump stuff, and all that recent nonsense, it goes without saying that this relatability is now all but gone. Going off about how the worst people on the planet aren't properly letting you into their powerful, billionaire, white boy elite club just doesn't move me. Another popular artist that I've been able to relate to over the years has been Jay-Z. I didn't live that street life Jay did, but I could relate to his hustler's mentality through his ability to overcome his surroundings being a smart man in a world that tempts you to make bad short-term decisions on a daily. These were things about Jay that I wanted to model in my own life, that I bet were surely even more inspiring to others who grew up in a similar situation as him. Jay also had a boss ladies' man's lifestyle that he exuded in his music, which I definitely have found myself wanting in my own life. However, that relatability for me and a lot of others really started to diminish as this hustler's mentality and boss move making extended to the absolute heights of billionaire life and uber uber capitalism like buying a nice mansion cars and feeding your whole family and friends off the strength of your art doing it your way was the thing i feel many of us could relate to even if we'd never dream of sniffing that kind of lifestyle. But when you start rapping about missing out on a great real estate investment in Dumbo, as he remarks on Story of OJ, while many of us can't pay our own rent, eh, now now that's starting to lose me. Now that brings us finally to the main subject of this episode, the boy, the man of the hour, the sixth god, Drizzy Drake who's been generating hashtag discourse over the seemingly unprecedented levels of tasteless women bashing and misogyny on his latest album with 21 Savage, Her Loss. Now, I have to say the response to this dynamic of the album has been a bit hysterical, showcasing textbook selective outrage because, I hate to be that guy, but there's a lot of music. I see many of these think piece authors championing that talk about and treat women and bash women, quote unquote, or disrespect women in very similar ways. So I'm not here to really talk about the misogyny or the lack thereof or whatever about her law specifically. What I do want to talk about is this concept of relatability, which I think is directly related to this growing trend of folks starting to sour on Drake as an artist, and therefore souring on his music generally. For the better part of Drake's career, Drake has always been the simp Superman, representing the immature dudes out there who were desperate for respect from the cool kids, who felt seen when one of their own made it big. The backbone of Drake's music has never been slick wordplay, catchy hooks, or even the singing. The backbone of his music has always been the relatability where people could identify with the need for validation from the cool kids of the opposite sex, found most notably in some of his infamous synth anthems like Marvin's Room and the exceptional chest beating tour de forces like Tuscan Leather. But now, although her loss recaptures some of the greatness of Drake in his arrogant cocky dirtbag swag that exudes a ton of charisma and catchy flows like on major distribution rich flex on bs it's the moments like guess it's Fuck me and hours in silence where this lack of relatability rears its ugly head and the album falters because those trademark softer moments are what made a drake album Those are the moments that separated him from the pack, where we got to see that genuine reflection, whether it was immature or not. Now it all sort of just feels hollow and contrived. That's not because the singing's worse, but because it has passed the threshold of believability, to where his desire for acceptance isn't compelling anymore, because he's been the most popular rapper for a decade. And his struggles with women feel completely manipulative and soulless. As the listener, I simply can no longer relate to these struggles and he loses me. I'll be fully honest, I do have misogynistic tendencies myself. I'm hella insecure and thirsty for validation more than I'd like to admit. But no, I'm not that insecure or that thirsty for validation that I can relate to being such a scummy, slimy individual that Drake often portrays himself time and time again over these past few projects. And all this has kept him at arm's length ever since. To me, the turning point for Drake was after the release of If You're Reading This, It's Too Late, where the relatability in his music really began to vanish on if you're reading this it's too late after seven or so years of being a notable artist topping the charts we saw the boy finally ascend to the absolute pinnacle the top of the rap game for the first time ever after being seen as a gimmick ladies rapper representing an archetype in hip-hop that didn't fit with what traditionally popped in the genre the chest thumping the showboating we got all over that mixtape, it all felt earned. After all that work and belief in himself, he finally made it to the top. And it made me and many of us say, yeah, talk your shit, you finally made it. All eyes were on him, not on Kanye or Lil Wayne any longer. And this was something we all knew he cared about. He was open about it in interviews and in his music, and you could just tell he was truly hungry to finally be the popular kid on the block. Which is something again that many of us as listeners could identify with and could rock with seeing Drake prove the haters wrong doing it his own unique way. But so many years later, after first making, it, making an impact with So Far Gone, him still being firmly perched at the top, he just doesn't sound hungry to prove his worth. that lofty spot any longer and we as listeners are beyond used to him being at the top of the point so that's just old news so the incessant arrogant flossing and excess hits a bit different even as i remarked earlier in this episode yeah that dirtbag swag is charismatic a lot of times with drake but at the end of the day It also sort of yields some eye rolls and repulsion even in me at times, and kind of again just makes his music feel less enjoyable, feel less like something I want to go back to. Now I know it was obviously very apparent that this manipulation of women and toxicity was present in his early music, which is again why I find the sudden outrage about her loss a bit ridiculous. However, when he would talk about wanting to find a good girl back then and rapped about issues with women in his life, it still felt like he himself believed that he was wronged in these situations with women or that he was heartbroken or was genuinely searching for something real in this frivolous world. But now a decade later seeing the same tired narratives with increasingly unappetizing commentary on women like meg the stallion and ice spice on her loss i don't believe i can relate to his struggle to find a good girl any longer because now it just sounds like he's more so painting this picture of a guy he probably always was deep down a guy who approaches women like a -a build-a-bear treating them like objects of his desire using them as puzzle pieces in his life to satisfy the specific kind of need he's looking for, a la what he directly, explicitly describes in this fake Howard Stern interview that was used to promote the latest album, Her Loss with 21 Savage. So, no matter if Drake is rapping with very impressive skill on Middle of the Ocean and flashes his genuinely improved rap repertoire, With a few great catchy moments peppered throughout this latest album the main reason her loss misses the mark isn't the disappointingly mediocre and sparse performance from 21 it's the utterly rotten core of drake's persona making this album another example of another drake record in the past few years that fails to impress but also feels downright unappetizing at times that can leave an actual unsavory taste in my mouth the ethos of drake is basically gone and the music we've been served up these days suffers greatly because of it so there we have it another episode of the rap music plug podcast presented by qlc tv I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show, through the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace.